Welcome to the Pop Culture Podcast. Thor Ragnarok now that it's on Netflix about <laughs> 400 times. Well, like I like to come home sometimes and relax in my room and I'll play Madden. Since I've seen it a thousand times, I'll just put it on my phone next to me while I'm playing Madden and like glance at it between plays. So, you know. That's great. It's a, it's it's like listening to a podcast. Like if I have no podcast in the queue to listen to, Thor Ragnarok. Thor. Yeah, go with Thor. Sometimes I even do Civil War because it's still on there. Yeah. It's weird that Civil War's on there. What Do you know the criteria for Netflix to choose what they put on? No. Because it's weird that they have some Marvel movies and, and then they don't. Well, I think they just, they basically buy them for a certain amount of time and then... They should just have them all the time. Yeah, they should, but I don't think they want to pay Disney for the rights <laughs> yeah. to... Because that's basically it. Like, because I know my boys, they love to watch certain Disney shows. Right. And they'll be like, oh, this show's on Netflix. And they'll watch it for like a month. They'll just rattle it off and watch it and watch it, watch it. And then one day they'll be like, Dad, do you know where this, I think it was Phineas and Ferb. They, they love that show. I love that show too. Uh, <laughs> Phineas and Ferb was like, do you know where Phineas and Ferb went? And I was like, uh, no. Why? It's not on Netflix anymore. I can't find it. Just gone? Yeah, they just, they just pull it down. Like <laughs> Disney shows, they run it and like, they'll have a show for like three months and then it'll be off. Hmm. And I think they just, you know, it's just... Well, Civil War's been up long it? enough. Put Winter Soldier up. That's a better one. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. That I whole... Mean, all the Cap movies are great. I think the, the car chase on the, the the whole... I don't really consider it fully a car chase because there's a lot of running around in it. But the, the chase scene on the freeway... Oh, right. That Winter whole Soldier, freeway scene is ridiculous. Yeah, that's like that's like our generation's bullet with, uh, with Steve McQueen. It's like... It's just, it's just so many things in that sequence that happen. <laughs> Yeah. That go on. And the fights and everything else, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that whole sequence, the way it starts, <laughs> the way that, the, uh, what's that dude? I forget. He's like a... Anthony the, Mackie? No. Uh, the Hydra agent that gets oh. tossed into a truck by yeah. Bucky. Um, he's the guy that catch up on the, on the, on the roof. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy, yeah, the, the, on the roof, and then he's the guy that was on the... Lemurian star when they right. were taken over and he was the by first guy George actually... St. Pierre. Yeah, but that's right. <laughs> I'm going to take over your boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, he's what? A... I don't understand you. <laughs> just worse, don't dude. talk. I love that they've just had him speak French because that was like, okay, at least they acknowledged that his English would have been awful. I wonder if at any point they're like, we could subtitle this guy, right? All right just speak French, dude. <laughs> just, just fine. Do what you do. Just go ahead. Just, just fight. All right? Just fight, Cap. Please. I wonder if the, what what Stallone wasn't making a uh, 
uh, one of those other movies. He, what was those movies called that he makes? The uh, Expendables? Expendables, yeah. He wasn't making an Expendables movie that week, and GSP needed some work, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, that was, uh, that guy was the first guy to ever mention uh, Doctor Strange. He says it on the rooftop. He says, like, oh, right. what is the list? He goes, there's people that are listed as like potential whatever, you, Stephen Strange, and he like says like somebody else. Right. I think he says, uh, doesn't he say Banner up there? Yeah, Bruce Banner. Banner. That's right, yeah. Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange, Strange, and somebody. Yeah. Cap. Yeah. Anthony Mackie, dude, he's, I've been watching different scenes, and he's pretty underrated in those movies. Yeah, he's, he's great. Good, he's he's a great in Ant-Man. He's great in Civil War. I mean, he's great in all of them. Can you move your seat up? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that like Bucky is so like normal, even yeah. though he's a complete killing machine. <laughs> I feel bad for him though, dude. In like in in uh, in Black Panther, when he hands is it, is it Black Panther when he gives him the arm, or is that in that's in is that Infinity, Infinity War? War? Yeah. He gives him the arm, and he's just like, all right, like what are we, what's the mission? Where's the fight? Yeah, what yep. are we doing? Like, obviously, no one's being nice to me for no reason. Right. So yeah, yeah. Let's just fine. <laughs> Poor guy. What's funny is well, I had to go back and watch the original Cap movie because I didn't realize that was Sebastian Stan. Oh, right. Like, he looks so much different in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually... Ex- yeah, originally, when he's in the first one, and then, yeah, he looks so much different than he does in Winter Soldier. It's great. Yeah. And that was the thing, like, being a fan of that, I, like, I knew that Bucky turns into the Winter Soldier, so when they announced the Winter Soldier, like, I knew already the twist... Yeah, and but I went to the movie with people who didn't know, and so it was it was cool to see when you know his uh, when his face guard came off, right? And it revealed, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's Bucky!" And then he <laughs> says, "Bucky,", Bucky? <laughs> yeah. it's so great. It's such a great twist. The only time I hear a superhero movie when it's okay to tell the other superhero what his mom's name is and doesn't sound <laughs> terribly cheesy. Yeah, remember he's like your mom's name, whatever. Your mom's name is Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. Used to yeah. Put newspaper in your shoes. Yeah. So much better than I'm kicking the shit out of you. And then all of a sudden, wait, your mom's name is Martha. <laughs> Martha. Why did you say that? <laughs> Why did you say that? It's like, it's like Batman oh. was was hypnotized once, and Martha was the name that pulls him out of his <laughs> hypnosis. He's like, wait a minute, Turns well, I'm wearing this. a bat. <laughs> Guy hypnotizes him. Oh, what? You will dress. What's been going on? You will dress up like a bat. <laughs> Spend all your money on useless gadgets. Be a vigilante. <laughs> Why? Why am I wearing this costume? If you hear the word Martha, it'll pull you out of it. <laughs> if ever you're fighting an alien. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, it's funny watching like all the the speculation now because like you had said that about uh, how you knew that who Bucky was. Yeah. Like. So many people now are trying to find the hidden stuff. Oh, man. It, it's crazy, dude. Like, people are like, okay, they obviously introduced Stark's uh, barf technology because they're going to bring that back in, in four, and he's going to use... I'm like, how would he use it? Like, how wh- wh- what good? How are you going to bring Spider-Man back by putting a hologram from your hippocampus? It's not going to do anything. <laughs> like, and people are like, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do something or this or that, and it's just like... It's funny because, like, you know, it's it. people are, like, so... Like, the Russo brothers have done such a good job of, of basically just dicking everyone around mm-hmm. with stuff. Yeah. Like, when they put... The, I, I think that... The, there's, you know, that part of the trailer where they show Hulk running in Wakanda and he's not really there? Right. I think that's actually in the movie. I think that's in part four. In the next movie? Yeah. Yeah. How great would that be if they don't put that in this trailer and all of a sudden it shows up? Like, that would be what great. the hell? Yeah. 
Just like when the end of Winter Soldier, when they, when Bucky's all his arms all squished, uh, scrunched down. Yeah. And then that actually ends up being in Civil War. Right. Remember that was like the post-credit scene in Ant Man. In Ant Man, that's right. Yeah, and it's yeah. being in Civil War. They did the same thing with uh, Thor, with uh, the end of um, oh, Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah, Thor Dark World was... Was it Dark World that did that with us? No, it was Doctor Strange, I thought. Yeah, that the scene... Well, It was a scene that was in Ragnarok. When right. He has where, Loki. Wasn't that in the end Right, of, the Doctor Strange yeah. end credit was in Ragnarok. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. That's... Uh, I do love the Anthony Hopkins when he's Loki. Thor comes back. That scene is oh, shit. so Oh shit. Great. Oh shit. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> I, dude, I still can't figure out if I like um, him or not. Carl Urban? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's so great. I, I can't figure out if I like him yeah, or not. Yeah, it's such a, like, a weird character. Like, you just hate him. And in the beginning, you're just like, oh, this idiot, right? And Play then, with a shake yeah. <laughs> Behold, my stuff. <laughs> my stuff. Dez. And Troy. <laughs> Pull them out of place in Midgard. Call them Texas. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great line. It's funny because, like, he, you got to, like, like, kind of understand the fact that, yeah, hell, you know, uh, what's her name? Hell, whatever, she would have, uh, she would have killed him. Yeah. Easily, like everybody else. And he didn't really kill he anybody from like, Asgard. Uh... He was just kind of a dick. Yeah. He did lead the armies, though, at first against Heimdall. Right, As I do that scene when when Banner flies out of. The, you want to know who I really am? <laughs> he just I got this. The Blap. <laughs> and then the, and then the big wolf thing like sniffs him yeah. and brushes him off. It's so great. Oh man, uh, that movie is so underratedly good. It's so funny. Like it's it like ramps up the c- comedic aspect. That's the thing is I haven't seen. Uh, the director, I forget his name uh, off the top of my head. Taika? Takio. Yeah. Taika something, yeah. He but, plays Cork. Yeah. He plays Cork. He does the voice. Yeah. But then he also had two really, like, under, like, independent movies. Right. In New Zealand, right? Yeah. They're in the, uh, uh, one was, like, about vampires and about like just vampires who like have a apartment and they just it's about their lives and they just live in this apartment in New York and they're like it's just like just complete just... like comedic romp about four vampires really? living in a New York in the New York apartment. I'm gonna IMDb this bitch right now. Yeah, I think it's called uh, What We Do in the Shadows or something like that. Okay. And then there was another one that he did with uh, it was about a kid and an old man and. Uh, I forget the name of that one off the top of my head. You could probably... Yeah, I'm going to look, I'm gonna look, up, I'm yeah, look it up. Yeah, look it up. But it's... Uh, I've been wanting to watch those like ever since I saw Thor Ragnarok because he, he just... He made that movie so much... Like, he took it completely away from what like the Dark World and the original Thor were and he made that character... Like, I mean, I feel like he... The success of that movie like really put Thor in the place to be... Because if you think about infinity war he kind of steals the show in that movie like yeah you know he's got his own like plot line that you're like watching pretty much from start to end like he's one of the main characters like him and stark yeah i mean and and he is definitely planted himself in the idea that he is the strongest of all the avengers yeah 
for sure. Yeah. I mean, he basically, he's, you know, I mean, spoiler alert here if you haven't seen it, God forbid, he's two feet away from ending the entire thing because he, he gets Thanos in the chest. Right. You know, so, I mean. Yeah, he damn near kills fully powered up Thanos. Right. And. When I saw a, a cut somebody had done where he shows up at Wakanda, that part. Yeah. They put Immigrant Song yeah. over it. Yeah. It was so, <laughs> so much great. better. Yeah, it's so much better. <laughs> That song and him like kicking ass is just they're like married now. Yeah, and, and there's also I saw one where they said uh, we're supposed to get a Black Widow um, origin movie. Can we just scrap that and get a Bucky Rocket Raccoon movie? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> so many spinoff movies. How much for the arm? Yeah, <laughs> not for sale. Not for sale. I'm getting that. I'm getting that. <laughs> I want to see if they bring Korg back. Yeah, I love Korg. Korg and... Uh, this is Meek. Meek. I'm cool. This is oh, Meek. Oh, no. Meek's dead. I accidentally stepped on him on the bridge, and I felt bad, so I've been carrying around ever since. Oh, he's alive, guys. I love is that... that uh, I love that part where he's like, oh, he's alive, everybody. Hey, what was your question, bro? Yeah, what was your question? <laughs> the part where... Is that... Uh, are those eggs or protoplasm? What What is coming out of you there? <laughs> Because it looks like eggs. Loki's down there. <laughs> Piss off, ghost. Piss off, ghost. <laughs> hey, 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 man. Take it easy. Just a pile of rocks. Nothing to be scared of. Oh, Let's yeah. course, your scissors. <laughs> oh, yeah. This <laughs> this thing is a circle here. <laughs> Crazy circle. All right, new Doug. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so he did. He's directed about 20 movies, it says. Um Hunt for Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, Wilder that people, was sorry, the one yeah. with the old man and the kid. I think that kid in that movie is the kid from Deadpool too. It is. Yeah. Yeah, Julian Dennison. Mm-hmm. Sam Neill's in that. Yeah. Yeah, and that kid's New Zealander. That makes sense. Yeah, that that movie. I I heard that that movie was really good. And then what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows was hilarious. Oh, that's got the dudes from uh, the dude from um, uh, what's it called in it? Um, that doesn't help me. Uh, shut up. <laughs> uh, what was that New Zealand folk? Um, shit. Uh, the hell, I was gonna click on it. He'll it'll say yes. Just uh, click and tell us. Flight of the Concords. Yes, Flight of the Concords. He also was the, and I know this because of my son, because I have to listen to the song every day now. He was the crab in Moana. Tumbledore. Yes, I love the crab in Moana. By the way, that is the weirdest song. It's so great because it doesn't make it it's like, so great. There's like no. It's like the best song in the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have the Moana soundtrack. Oh yeah, I have to listen to it in it the van YouTube. and. Uh, yeah, I have to listen to I'm it. So shiny. <laughs> it's so great. great. I love it. Yeah. Get the hook. Get it. <laughs> it's so funny. It's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. He like steals that movie. He's in the one scene and he's he's awesome. Yeah. 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 He's it's and it's that's the guy from Fly of the Concords. Mm. So. Um, yeah, well, I'll have to watch that movie because I heard that it's uh, hilarious. Yeah, I'll check it out. I like I like movies like that that are quirky and weird. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's did a whole. He's the one who's um, directed all the Team Thor mini movies too. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the one with uh, <laughs> what's his name Goldblum yet? No, I, I oh. you know what's funny is I watched the other one the other day. The one he's like he's helping me making take an electronic message down. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like massaging his shoulders yeah. while he's typing. So great. I love that that too in in, in uh in the uh, what was it called? Infinity War where he's like or no, I mean in Ragnarok where he's just like you could have sent a letter. 
Well, we're an email. Do you have a computer? Electronic no. mail. Why would I need a computer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm freaking out here, Thor. <laughs> been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> I hope that bring Loki back. I like Loki. Yeah, he's that, that character was awesome. There had to be some kind of redemption that. for him because his redemption of Ragnarok wasn't enough because he would have he was saving his own ass. Yeah, which is what Loki does. That's what always yeah he always does, and then he <laughs> tried to fuck him over in the end anyway. So, well, at the very very end, yeah, when he was in the when he shit. steals the Tesseract. Oh yeah, yeah, he steals the Tesseract. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. And basically gets all the Asgardians killed. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> you're the worst brother. <laughs> you really are the worst brother. I forgot about that. That's right. He just steals the Tesseract. Yeah. I love how I was like, fake, fake. He just steals the Tesseract. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to bring her back because they don't actually show her get killed. And well, they show it, her. She pretty much explodes well, when he, he hits brings, her with the sword. Soder brings down that big ass sword on where she is, but she's the goddess of death. I mean, you'd think that like dying is going to be pretty hard for someone like that. Plus, in the comics... She gets all her powers from Asgard. He blew up the Asgard. Well, she gets her power gets stronger. She wasn't on Asgard when she blew up uh, Milnor. She was on Earth. Right. So she's obviously not still strong. not saying she's not powerful, but... Right, so she may not die. Well... Plus, Thanos is in love with death in the comics. That's why he does what he does. Maybe, you know, he, you find out she's masterminding this whole thing. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's a far-fetched thing. Here I am being like the person that I just made fun of. <laughs> it's okay. It's a conspiracy theorist in me. It's really, it's really it. something unprecedented that we haven't seen with movies over the nineteen movies now, and the way that it's created the fan base, like a rabid fan base. And every day you could roll through the internet and find people who are just posting random things about what they think is going to happen or what they want to happen. Like I was reading, uh, checking out Reddit today, and I, I saw this. It was like a post, and this guy had done like, I think it was like four or five. He actually sat down and drew like comics of, and they were entitled, they were titled After the Snap. Just <laughs> like it, search Reddit for After the Snap, you'll find them. And it's like five, like really real, well drawn comics, like of just his, like what he wants to see that happens after the snap. Like one of them is, uh, it's like, uh, it pans to like, uh, uh, Donald Glover's character in Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. It pans to him. He's in his apartment. He disappears. And then the nephew, who is Miles Morales, takes up Spider-Man's mantle and comes out. And that's one of them. And, like, all this is just completely, you know, something that he would want to see. But he does the art so well. It's, like, really good comic book style. One of them is, uh, like, it pans over to the X-Mansion and uh, Wolverine and... Uh, What's her name? I can't. Rogue. Rogue. No. Uh, the girls he, who he's in love with for the whole. Oh, um, Jane Gray. Jean Gray. Yeah, Jean. And they're like hanging out, and then she like disappears, and then his he like puts the claws out, like I'm back. You know what the hell's happening? And then uh, there's there's like four or five of them, but hmm. all of them are really cool, and like it's that that kind of stuff, you know. You know the comic books have been around, but you never like. It never engulfed pop culture like the, the these Marvel movies have. And a lot of these these stories, I mean, these are from like the nineties and the eighties. Like the Thanos I think Thanos the the original Infinity Gauntlet thing is 
I think it's from like the nineties or eighties. Like I think this. Yeah, like it's from the eighties. I actually yeah. had the comic book when I was a kid. Did you? I still have it somewhere, but. Yeah, so I mean, like these stories are all super old. So I mean. Yeah. And that's the thing is like you know because they can, the the Infinity Gauntlet and that Infinity War and Thanos has been done by Marvel, like written comics, different stories, like four or five or you know more than that probably. Is Thanos even still really in the Marvel comics or have they? Moved well, that's on. the thing. They've like Marvel, like the comics side has starting to adjust. Like they'll start to take characters. Like you haven't seen a Jessica Jones anything in Marvel comics for like five, six years. Right. But now she has her own book and right. it sells. What I mean is, like, do they have like other start? Like other other characters? Like, and I don't know, but like I know Vision has gone through. Like he's now like a different character completely because he's all white and like because he has yeah he's like silver. monochrome and like yeah, no yeah. color he's, he's almost like the Silver Surfer right but like are there characters like that that are like totally unrecognizable to the story as we see it now in the movies because their character arc has gone so far like is Thanos even around anymore is he even a bad guy anymore like are there, are there been guys who have been killed off that like we don't know. People who've never read the books but watched the movies don't know that this character's not going to make it much longer or this character's not even around anymore. Are there things, things like that? Yeah, and that's... Well, yeah, some of them, obviously, but, like, they they pick and pull, so, like, any of those things could change and, you like know, how like... Banner was actually the one who warned them about Thanos when the, it was Silver Surfer and, the, and right. that kind of thing? Yeah, okay. and then, you know, even the whole, like, the kind of the way they did this... Sakar and the Hulk and him being oh, on that planet, planet like Hulk, that's yeah. a whole yeah there's a whole like storyline that they just kind of pulled a little bit from yeah. to get that version of the Hulk right you know so it, it it's really I don't know it's like a fine line because I think you know and I think when we were talking all three of us on the one of the podcasts we uh we were talking and I think Mark said you know you got to you really got to decide, you know, because sticking exactly to how it's written in the comic books right. is so difficult yeah. to translate to, to the movie. Well, like I said before, a 30-year-long um, storyline, 25-year-long storyline, you can't just wrap that up all of a sudden in a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got to cut and shorten and do things. And for sure. So far, man, they're, they're fucking nailing it. Like, well, I mean, for somebody who likes the comics like you did, I mean, you're, you're happy with what they're done, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just... That's the thing. It's like I, you know, I read the comics and I was so into Spider Man and X Men when I was a kid, and uh, it was just you know it was just something I did. Like went to the comic book store every week, and you know you had a comic saver, and they put your comics away, and you would buy the you know the Amazing Spider Mans and X Men and all those. Like I think there were at the time when I was collecting, there was three different X Men titles that I bought on a bi-weekly basis by that do you mean there was they were focused on one character like there no there were there were three separate storylines okay like of different x-men characters like one x-men book was primarily like wolverine and beast and xavier and those guys and then you'd shift to like and it would just be like one word difference like the uncanny x-men the regular x-men and then they would have like another title with just a little, did they different... ever intertwine? Sometimes they would, and like for the Infinity War and those kind of crossovers, 
Yeah. They would like bring them all together. And that was when it got really fun because they would try, they would usually hit on that. Like once a year, they would be like this huge crossover where this huge villain or these three villains would, you know, get together and wind up the story. So, I mean like, what was like, okay, so there's the uncanny X-Men and then there's the, the regular X-Men. Right. Like was Wolverine? Is there a different version of Wolverine in each one? No, or? it's the same version. Is this so that Wolverine in one, if he interacted with somebody in the other one, it would be he, the same backstory as as yeah, his. it would be all on the so same. So it wasn't timeline. like it wasn't like if you were to look at it like uh like like worlds, it wasn't like two different dimensions. It was yeah, it dimension, was just the different stories. Just and different I think it it really it really was a twister in Spider Man because I think Spider Man had four four titles when I was really into it. It's still just Peter Parker? Still Peter Parker, still, you know, the same story. But with that, it was very, like, one book was on one storyline, and then one book was on another storyline. But then they did, like, some sort of thing and crossed them all over so that you would get a Spider-Man story every week in a month instead of a bye week Because they had had four books, and they would each one would come out on a week. Okay. So you would get a Spider-Man book once a month, uh, Amazing Spider-Man book the next week, Spectacular Spider-Man, and then I think just Standard Spider-Man. Well, there were four. There were four. (laughs) Basic-ass Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) But they were all like, and then they all had their own storylines, and then they would all come together like once. I think they did like a Maximum Carnage was the one that I followed when i was in it where it the storyline went each book carried okay. it so you like you would have to get to the next like say you didn't collect spectacular spider-man you would buy spectacular spider-man so you could read it and keep up on the story gotcha and so it was like that they just there was so many books and they would just flood it like if spider-man was selling well they would just make up more spider-man like wasn't spider-man kind of like marvel's Superman in a way though he's like the iconic For sure. character yeah that like knows. I feel like when I was collecting he was you know when I was into the comics he was definitely the the probably the best selling Marvel book out yeah. there well it's also just that iconic thing like you see that face and you know like if you see the s for yeah. superman you know right. what that is yeah or, or the cape yeah or whatever but if you see that little thing it's like you know that that's spider it seems like i mean because like you know i mean that was one of the things i saw about um about they're talking about the way marvel's been successful it was i think it was the russo brothers were like how could dc do better take a character that's not one of your ten pole characters yeah he's like iron man wasn't tony stark was a big character but he wasn't like as big as some of the characters that in the movies are minor characters. Right. Like the Hulk and like, you know, Spider-Man and make a movie around that person and just establish a universe. And it seems like if they had opened with Spider-Man, like Sam Raimi did, it didn't seem to go that well. Cause it's like, it's so hard. Like people like you who, who read them all and got them all and bought them all. Like, yeah. That's such a, a big deal for you to screw that up. Yeah. That was. And then, you know, it, it, and it, it makes me worried about the Venom movie. I know we probably talked about this before, but that's such an iconic Spider-Man character. Yeah. Like I would say in some, you know, there's probably a good cross section of Spider-Man fans that are huge Venom fans. Yeah. And I'm one of them. And if Sony messes that movie up, I feel like there's going to be, it's going to be bad. Well, isn't it one of those things where like Spider-Man was such, um, 
I wouldn't say he was such a goody two shoes because he was a real smart ass, but like he was such a like a pure like there was still that kid quality to him. Yeah, that you almost kind of had to have venom to sort of make it seem like there was an anti-hero in in the comics like that Peter Parker just couldn't become. Right. Well, he was not. He started out as just a complete villain. Like he was Venom. Yeah. No, I understand that. That's what I'm saying. But like, people became this villain, but then people started to kind of like him. So it was almost like Spider-Man himself could never be the anti-hero. So it right. seemed like they had to have that anti-hero. So yeah. Venom kind of was that guy. Yeah, and I he filled like the Spider-Man. He was like the Punisher for Spider-Man, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that spinoff. Yeah. Where and the, the he was so no big. Code. He was yeah. He was such a big. Uh, character for Marvel. He he got his own book, and he was such yeah. a, like, you know, he had his own title. And I think, I think when I when I kind of fell off and stopped collecting comics, he had like three, three Venom titles. Like, like Spider Man had four or five, and Venom had his own title. And like, they would do that if a character caught on. You know, they would all of a sudden here's your own book. And did he ever know. do stuff like with the X Men or or with or with like the the um... Uh, the Avengers, or that was Venom, or was he always kind of vigilante off on his own? Kind well, of? yeah, he would like he would come together with Spider Man, like, and that was something that happened for him. He would, you know, him and Spider Man would realize, oh, like, uh, there's a character called Carnage, right? Who's like the complete worst thing ever, and Spider Man couldn't beat him by himself, and Venom was, you know, they were pretty much had to team up to be able to beat this guy. They both had the same thing, the, symb- the symbiote? Was the it symbiote, yeah, symbiote. and it was, uh, Carnage got his, he's basically like a murderer, and uh, Venom, the guy who was Venom, Eddie Brock, he was in jail with him, hmm. and the symbiote got onto, uh, I think, Cletus Cassidy is the guy, is Carnage's actual name, but I don't know if it's, if they'll actually. I wonder if they're setting that, that up over. with Homecoming at all, because of the fact that they have. Um, they have Michael Keaton's character go to jail, and yeah. he meets up with who's supposed to become um, Scorpion. Scorpion, but I'm wondering if because they're going to be like guys in jail, if that if that character is even going to just gonna like just pop up, like have a wisp of him being there. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. there are obviously going to be some scenes in jail in the next one. So right. Well, how yeah, gangster, like how they gangster tried that. Though? That huh? How gangster would it be a Marvel though? If they just kill him off. They're like, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, Spider Man. One movie done. <laughs> I'd take that, Sam Raimi. It'd be great. They did say, uh, quit thinking about how everybody's going to come back and yeah. just deal with it. They're Everybody, all dead. The people that are dead are dead. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know what's funny is like how you talk about all these comics and everybody talks about like the books and this and that. And I remember, I think I've told a story before, but I, I saw a thing with Hugh Jackman when he first became Wolverine. Yeah. He was in a cafe in New York and he said this guy, like a total Brooklyn accent, like, hey, hey you play Wolverine? He's like, yeah. He goes, I show you something, man. He takes his shirt off. He's like a cook. Yeah. He takes his shirt off and there's an entire Wolverine on his back. Tattoo. Like, like, tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, at that moment, I was like, oh, this character means a lot to people. This isn't just a comic book. Like, yeah. this is, people follow these stories. I mean, it's it's literally like a soap opera that you read. Like, you read the Spider-Man, you said this four times a week. That's, yeah. that's a giant chunk of your week. <laughs> so, you gotta think, like, people watch Game of Thrones and they bitch. Um, there's always that one asshole. The books are better. I like the books better. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, or like, you know, Stephen King is a perfect example. People are always like, oh, there's so much stuff they left out in the books. It's so much better in the right. book. You, dude, you guys have like, you know, 20, 30 years of reading these comic books 
And you rarely hear anybody who's a comic fan bitch about the movies. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Never. Like, like a 250-page book, people will rip that movie to shreds. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pet Cemetery is such a better book, dude. The movie's so stupid. Why would you cast <laughs> Fred Gwynn? Why would the... It's like, in, in this, they're just like, these are awesome. Yeah. Like, it's, dude, you've got to be doing something right. I think, I, yeah, I feel like that fan base has been so hungry for these movies. And be done correctly. For so long. Yeah. You know, they're just like eating it up. Whatever comes out, they're eating it up and they love it. Dude, it's set every movie itself sets records. The next yeah. records. Ant Man is gonna set records, not because people want to see Ant Man, but because people want to watch the post credit scene and see what the hell happens. To see yeah, to see the next movie. There's one I saw it was great, it was a meme of Cliff and it was like it was like um it was like the end of like what I forget what movie it was like the end of one movie is like, Alright, I'm retired. And then, then the show began. He's like, okay, I'm coming out of retirement. And his wife's like, but you said he retired. He's like, all right, I'm done. And the next one's like, all right, one more mission, I'm done. Yeah. And then she's like, finally you're home and you're done. You see her starting to like fleck away. And he's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably what's going to happen, too. Probably. Yeah. Now, what is that character, Ronan, that he did? Is that just basically him being a badass? The, the character of Ronan? Cliff Barton is supposed to be. He turns in a. They said that they seen him on the set wearing his Ronan gear. So, like, he supposedly is, like, he's, like, wears, like, a robe and stuff. He looks a little more like Green Arrow, I guess. Oh. Oh. I think Cliff Barton didn't get his own, uh, his own comics. No. No. I don't think so. I mean, he, Hawkeye, but I don't Adams. know. And it's such a loose interpretation of Hawkeye in the com like, from the yeah. comics. Because him and uh, Black Widow are, like, romantically in the comics. That's, right. like, their They have a kid, right? I, I think so. I think they have a kid, and like the kid turns out to be somebody. Yeah. And in the comic, doesn't don't they both have a little bit of X Men in them? Like, aren't they a little bit enhanced? I don't remember. Like I they he weren't. Was. They were never in the most of the comics I read. They were. I I didn't read about them. So well, it was. What I mean is, I remember hearing something about him having like the reason he's so good at being an archer has nothing to do with practice or being a super spy. It's just my cat's gonna jump on you. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just because he. Uh, he like he has some sort of, you know, a little bit of mutant, little or bit something. of mutant ability to, to to never miss or whatever. Hmm. So I don't know if that's if that's true. I, I, remember, I thought I remember hearing somebody say that for. Jesus, my cat is. All right, that can dropping was my cat, refusing to let Eric not pet him. Um. But yeah, I I, I hope that they bring him back. This well, they're gonna bring him back. But yeah, I hope he's an Ant Man. I mean, that would be kind of cool if he was in that movie. Yeah. Um, but the if he's not, I, I'm not going to be disappointed. Yeah. Apparently people were like giving like death threats and stuff. Like, why wasn't he in the movie? Like, dude. Yeah. There's a, there's a reason, I feel. Yeah, of course. Whether it was him doing something else or well, he's being like, in that under house movie. <laughs> I actually, uh, on a, another thing I do, uh, I got to speak to one of the guys who was in that real game. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a Catholic priest now. <laughs> they all went to Catholic school together. And that makes his, sense. Yeah, it was actually... <laughs> He's actually a Catholic priest, and he uh, he he was part of the tag game. He still is. There's a whole documentary about that real group of guys. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah. They they only play in February, um, and if you're the last one, there's no tag backs. If you ask someone if they're it, they have to tell you. And there's like one other thing I forget what it is. And he told the story about it's kind of funny how he calls it the Michael Corleone tag. Because he is, one of his buddies was like, one of the guys was like, hey man, we should have dinner. And he's like, okay. 
and like totally like like I'm not gonna fall for this stupid thing because they literally will dress up in costumes. And like one guy dressed up like the Gonzaga Bulldog and tag one of the guys at a basketball game. Hilarious. Like just they're crazy. And anyway, so he goes to dinner with this guy, and as the guy shows up, he goes, Are you it? He's like, No, I'm not it. He's like, Okay, cool. So they hang out and have dinner. Well, the guy who was it was hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> and when the dude that he had dinner with went to go wash his hands go to the bathroom, he got tagged. Then he came out and tagged the priest later. He's like, I thought you said you weren't it. He goes, I wasn't until five seconds ago when I just got tagged. <laughs> so he called it the Michael Corleone hit because they Hilarious. totally like what happened to Godfather. That's funny. One guy got tagged at his dad's funeral. Like, for real. They tagged him at his dad's funeral. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty messed up. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I want to see that movie because I think it looks funny because Hannibal Burris is in it. Yeah, Hannibal Burris is hilarious. Time is a construct. <laughs> pretty one. sure that dude's a criminal now, but got to show the video anyway. Oh, dude. <laughs> He was so great in, in uh, Spider-Man. In Spider-Man, yeah, he was great. <laughs> yeah, he just Captain America. Probably a war criminal. <laughs> Dude, they've had some crazy, like, stars in their movies that, like, you don't even remember. Like, Tommy Lee Jones was in Captain America. Yep. Um, there's, like, there's a few others that I'm just like, oh, damn, like, you don't think about it, but, ah, damn, I can't think well, of Well, yeah, that. the first, uh, Odin and then uh, oh, his what's... wife. Yeah, Freya, um, um, Rene Russo. Yeah, and then uh, Anthony Hopkins, even Jane Foster. You know, yeah. If you think about yeah. and well, and uh, Obadiah uh, was uh, the dude, the dude, and also uh, Kevin Flynn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Terrence Howard. <laughs> Terrence Howard was the War Machine was before Rudy, he was War Machine. Before he freaked out, I thought he killed it as Rhodey in the first movie. Uh, apparently, he he got mad and said Robert Downey Jr. was taking money that was his, even though I don't believe the movie was called War Machine. So, right. yeah. <laughs> you want your own spinoff, man? Can, yeah, is yeah. he kicking himself because now he's in some sort of Fox TV show that's awful? Hey, man, people love Empire. I made. I made. Uh, I really. Do you love Empire? Do you watch Empire? Me? Yeah. Have you? I annoyed one of my, uh, one of my African American friends about that show because he said he loves Empire. He's like, oh, it's a good show, man. I was like, <laughs> what is it? Was it about? I'm like, tell me. And he's like, oh man. He's like, he's like, it's great. He's all every week they sing a new song. My soul's like Glee. And he's like, no, <laughs> it's not like Glee. And then I ran. And I was like. They, they sing a song every week? He's like, yeah. I was like, is it like a new song, but like an old song? Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's like Glee, man. <laughs> He's like, That's man, shut Glee. up. <laughs> it's like Glee. It's cool, man. It's like Glee. It's supposed to be a good show, but it's like Glee. Except people get slapped around a lot more, I guess, than Glee. <laughs> yeah. And nobody's uh, nobody's taking pictures of little kids naked. Do you think like you would Glee. rather have been War Machine? Or do you think he's good? I think Don Cheadle's a better actor, so I'm happy that Don Cheadle's War Machine. Yeah, I like it, Don Cheadle. I'm, I like I'm Don not, Cheadle. Not, you know that. There's another like huge star that's yeah in a not a not a giant role. No, small role. I mean, Scarlett Johansson's not really. They, I mean, she's the female lead, but like, you know, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, Gary Shandling was in two of them. Mm-hmm. Um. William Hurt is in two of them, three of them. Freaking, uh, what's his name? Um, um, Sundance Film Festival. Um, Robert Redford. Yeah. I mean, dude, 
And then uh, what's his name? That's just in uh, Hank Pym and Ant Man. Yeah. And then uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is supposed to be his wife. Yeah. And then there's um, the guy who played to, um, uh, Black Panther's dad. He is somebody too. I can't think of his name, but he's been in a lot of movies too. Chaka, yeah. Yeah, Tachaka. He's been in a lot of movies. I can't think of what movies that he's been in. He's been in a lot of movies. Um, yeah, dude. Oh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Another yeah, one. Big one. And uh, and what's her name? Um, his mom. Um, oh, right. Uh, uh, Angela Bassett. Bassett, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those, there's, there's a lot of people doing smaller roles in these movies. <laughs> yeah, like... Uh... Matt Circus Damon. And, yeah, Matt Damon and, Aunt, <laughs> and Liam Andy Sergis being the yeah, and he's, Ulysses yeah. Claw. Yeah. I mean, that guy's huge. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 amazing. It's, it is. There's nothing that's, I mean, there's nothing like it ever. Yeah. Star Wars doesn't doesn't even. Yeah, the, I, I feel like Star Wars, they're, you know, and there's only, what's eight now? Eight Star Wars movies? Well, I mean, not not you know eight. Yeah, can't you know the eight series. total in, in the universe. But then there's there's two. I don't, have you seen Solo yet? No. Yeah, I still haven't seen it yet. I want to go see it, and it sucks. So I'm probably not going to see it in the theater. But I actually wanted to see it in the theater. We can still go see it in the theater. I still owe you a movie. Yeah, we can go see that. it in the theater. Yeah, I'm down to go see it. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, I know my wife wants to see it too. So it's yeah. I'm not but, paying for her. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Um, yeah, dude, we should go see that. I, I, I want to see it just because I really want to see Donald Glover. But yeah, I mean, I want to support him, and you know, it's just a Star Wars movie, and I feel like everybody's ripping it to shit. And I'm like, I heard it wasn't that good. Yeah, I mean, it's it went through some trouble, but I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm just gonna go in and watch it and enjoy it. I guess they said that uh, Catherine Keener, I think is her name, or Catherine Kate. I don't know, whatever. The lady who's the head of LucasArts right now, she stepped down. Oh, did she? Because there's been just just not good, you know? I, I think, honestly, like, Star Wars opened the door for the idea that you could have a universe. Not like a universe like with stars in space. I mean, like, a universe of, like, this is possible to do something that is a followable universe that isn't of our own. Yeah. And I think that, like, the the Marvel movies had that already so established in written paper that they were like, okay, we can do that, but better. Right. And you know, DC is just an idiot, a bunch of idiots, but, uh, I, I growing up with star Wars, being a star Wars fan my whole life, I tell you right now, I get more enjoyment out of any one of the Marvel movies than I get out of star Wars. Yeah, I really do. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a different sort of experience. Like I don't, I don't they're anticipate. better movies. Yeah, they're better movies. And until recently, you weren't really like anticipating the next Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know, it was just like, oh, here comes a new Star Wars movie. Cool. Let's go check it out. Or maybe not. I don't know. Well, thing- but it's never like uh, Thor, the new Thor is coming up or Infinity Wars coming out. We want to see right. these characters and this character. You know, it's never like, I feel like the new Star Wars characters are so much thinner than they were. Well, we've already known. I mean, the central idea of what everyone cares about with Star Wars, the story was told. Yeah. It was done. I mean, putting prequels together was kind of already a little bit of a reach. But it's Star Wars, so you're like, okay, it's Star Wars. And then 
the new ones it's like what happens after and it's like okay i mean kind of but like i feel like in a way it's like they're making like like they're making like this is Titanic from the perspective of the Irish immigrants. Yeah. This is Titanic from the perspective of the band members. It's like, you all know at the end of the thing, though, it's Titanic and everyone's going to die, but like a few people, you know, right. it's like, and now we're going to do ones from Kate Winslet's kids perspectives. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's like, it's okay. We get it. Like that story was told. Yeah. Like you're literally milking a dead cow at this point. Like, just stop. Like, you, do you think it would have been better if they would have started like the newer, so, like, with Force Awakens, and they just cut it. It's in the same universe, but, like, the droids, Chewbacca, Luke, Leia, Everybody. none of those people are there. Yeah, it's gone. All and gone. maybe all you get is, like, a, I heard, you know, or the Force, or maybe, like, a Skywalker reference, but it's never, like, oh, here's Darth Vader. Or here's right. Luke, you know. That's been my thing about the Or here's the whole time. Kylo Ren looking at Darth Vader. You know, you, I don't need that callback. That's been my whole thing. Yeah, the, that's been more, my biggest, my biggest thing with all the new movies and the ones that like Rogue One and the, and the ones that all took place either at the time of or after. Yeah, I don't need you to do that. Right. I don't need that callback. Right. Like you made the universe. Just let's expand the universe now. Right. Yeah, dude. I would have been so happy with a Star Wars movie that literally was like. Some kid on some junker, you know, you know, lifting up stuff on on you know Tantooine or wherever, and they're just not Tantooine, but uh, <laughs> but um um what's it called um where's Luke's where was his aunt Veru and uncle Owen from Tatooine Tatooine yeah it was Tatooine okay um I don't know why I got that I got that mixed up with um where Leia gets blown up um her home her home planet for some reason anyway um. I'm with you. Yeah. Anyway, I would have loved it if, like, someone's digging through that and they find, like, a relic of something with with the Jedi. Yeah. And you hear, like, the sort of John Williams in the background. And they're right. like, oh, yeah. I mean, the thing, like, of a trailer. And then it's like, you know, oh, yeah, there was these, there was this religion back when and people did this. And, like, literally have a whole movie, maybe even a couple of this person seeking this thing out and realizing like I've always had this weird feeling in my life I've always had this weird thing and, and you could literally tie it in with people who feel like they have ESP or people who feel like they're empathic people in, in our world yeah. that can be sympathetic with this character because they're like I feel like I'm searching for something too I feel like I'm doing this I feel like and then and like and they're like oh what it is is there's this force that's basically become ignored and is dying yeah because no one believes in it anymore right it's like you know like jiminy cricket and <laughs> no one believes in it anymore yeah so it's going away and then this one person finds it and somehow it sparks this thing where it becomes alive again and this person then, and you mentioned the skywalkers in passing you yeah. mentioned whatever maybe you run into a character who's like uh what's his name wasn't in uh rogue one um uh, forrest whitaker where he's sort of a sayer of all these old traditions and he was around yeah. when when vader you know died or whatever or yeah. shit like that and just have something he remembers the emperor or something but have it be 50 60 years in the future and just yeah r2 they're all gone i mean yeah. there's no one around anymore you know and just reopen everything base it on that and move on yeah because i like when force awakens came out it wasn't I wasn't going to that movie to find out what happened. Like, I knew Harrison Ford was in it. 
And that kind of like, okay, so Han Solo's back. Like, I know that. Right. And so who else is going to come back, you know? And, well, Mark Hamill's in it, so Luke's back. So those characters are in there, and I knew that. You know, I didn't know that, the spoiler, I didn't know that Han died, which I thought was, you know, it was good. It was good the way they did that. But when that ended, and then they're like, okay, in a year from now, or two years from now, you're going to get, the Jedi, you know, the next Star Wars. I wasn't like, oh man, I can't wait. Right. I didn't feel like that. Right. Whereas like with the Marvel movies, I'm like, I can't wait until Captain Marvel comes out. I'm, I'm hyped up for, to see that movie. And that's seven months out. Right. Like I'm not hyped up like that for any of the Star Wars movies anymore. Yeah. It's almost like Star Wars has like gotten to this point where they're pretentious enough to be like, we're Star Wars. You'll be excited. Relax. No. Yeah. Like, no, like, I'm not. Just because you, you slap the name Star Wars on it. And, and again, it's like, it's one of those things, it's like, it, it's like, I, I almost can see them putting Han and Luke and everybody in it, like, as a sales pitch. Yeah. Like, you want to come see a new movie? Huh, it's got some of your old favorites in it. It's, <laughs> right. it's like, oh, it's sleazy yeah. to me. It's like, yeah. just don't do it. Like, one of the things that pissed me off so much is on Rogue One. They bump into the guys from the bar. Like in the, that the Luke cuts, yeah. you know that uh, Obi Wan cuts his arm off. Right. It's like, why are they here? Why yeah. are they here? It's totally yeah, the totally the callback moment that you don't need. Yeah. And like that whole scene with uh, what the guy who was in charge of the Death Star and he goes and sees Vader. Right. Like doesn't no need. need to be there. The Vader. Like, scene, I don't need that. The Vader scene at the end would have been so much more powerful if he wasn't in the entire movie until then. Or even then, if you if you don't even see him through half of that too, because how cool would it have been is if it's a dark hallway and all you see is the red lightsaber, the red lightsaber. you don't see his face, and then all of a sudden you just hear chaos screaming. And, yeah, and yeah. You, the guy trying to get the, the file, and then finally when that dude die, gets the file, and then you move the door aside, and there's Vader. Yeah. After all those, like you you see him walk past the camera, and there's just freaking carnage behind him, yeah. and you're like, oh damn. Because Vader was only scary because he had this force thing. He was never physically scary. Like, Vader, like, when he fought Luke, I'm like, he's fighting like a machine. Like, he's right. very, like, meh, meh, Yeah, meh, and that know? was, you know, back in... Right, I know. You know, and then they, then you know, because you felt like Yoda was going to be the same thing. Like, he's old, this old, decrepit right. thing. And then uh, whatever movie, he's it jumping was the around first like a monkey. Yeah. You know, and you're like... What is going on here? Right. That confused me. But yeah, to your point, you know, Vader was totally, you know, didn't need to be in that movie. And I mean, I liked Rogue One, but I would have liked it even more had they done what you, what you yeah. said and not, you know, not the cheesy callbacks and, you know, less Vader and more of the characters who are actually matter in the movie. Right. And that's, and that was, that was my biggest thing with Rogue One was, I couldn't get into it because I was constantly, it was like, I felt like it was perfectly timed in the wrong way to where as I started to lose myself in the movie, it was like, it, like I got nudged, you know, by an elbow, like, Hey, we're still star Wars. Yeah, Check it out. Still star it's Wars, like, yeah. God damn it. I get it. I get it. I'm in stop. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, and then I got, you know, I got, um, I got polar express, uh, princess Leia and I was done. <laughs> That was the creepiest. Her and uh, and uh, Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, like I get it. They're both dead. Well, he's dead. She, at the time, she was still alive, but she was too old to play her part. Yeah, it was. It's like I get it. Like Michael Douglas looked really, really young in the original Ant Man. Do that. Yeah. Do that again. Like, cause that it just 
They did that in in the Marvel movies too, when they did the thing with Tony, and they threw back with to Barf. him and his parents. Yeah. yeah, but that was but that was like okay, it's that simulation. The closest to me and Marvel's gotten to it is with the Dark Order. Um, there was the 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 chick. Um, uh, what's her name? Midnight. Midnight. Yeah, Proxima Midnight. Midnight yeah. yeah, she is totally CGI'd. Yeah, but because she's an alien, I'm kind of like. Yeah, you buy it more. It buy, I buy it because more. you're not thinking, okay, this is a human. Yeah. So you look at it different. Right. And, and it's also not a human that I have a reference for whether or not CGI'd. Right. You know, with Tarkin, it's like, I can go turn on Star Wars and go, that's a real that's, person. Yeah, that's what he's supposed to look like. Yeah, and same with Leia. It's like, yeah. I, you know. Yeah, it was tough. They did it in, I mean, the they did it with Jeff Bridges in the new Tron movie when that came out. Oh, that's right. That's and right. And that was... I felt like, you know, I, it was still, you're like, okay, that's obviously CGI. And that was something that was hard to get past, but you know, so, I was Kenny Valley. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. You definitely know it. And you're like, okay, this is obviously CGI. You can tell. And that's still, I mean, even in the Marvel movies, it's still there. Like, right. You know, when it's, you know, I think we talked about how apparent it was in black Panther. It was terrible. They, black yeah, Panther. When they were fighting at the end. They're fighting through the vibranium. I'm just like, I'm watching a video game cutscene right now. Yeah. Like, and that's, yeah. Not that I expect two dudes in panther suits and cheetah suits <laughs> fighting through a non-existent, you know, metal in a train car underneath a city that no one can see to be realistic. Yeah. But it was really obviously not realistic. Yeah. Spider-Man then, flying through New York looked more realistic than that. True. You know, even I would say even all the guys in Infinity War when they were, when they were on Titan fighting Thanos, Iron Man, Strange, yeah. the gu- couple of the Guardians, I felt like that was even more believable than that the end scene in Panther. I wonder if it's because, and this might be why, in Panther there was, and in this in Rogue One this kind of makes sense too because there was actual humans with the CGI. I wonder if when it's a full CGI. It's hard to not, but when like when they're fighting against Thanos, like you see, like Strange for example, he's got that that rope thing tied around Thanos's hand so he can't yeah. close his fist, and it's obviously like a thing he's making with yeah. his sorcery. That thing is fake, but he's real. But you know that thing is fake. Yeah. Where if everything is fake, it just looks fake. There's no reference of real. Excuse me, of realism. For sure. It works in the opposite for the Star Wars thing because you're seeing a person with other real people. And it's like, dude, something here doesn't work. Yeah. But if he was to be doing something unrealistic while with other people, like with some sort of special power. Yeah. Like you already know he has. Like when when uh, Star-Lord's jumping on those things that Strange is putting up and shooting and putting the bomb on Thanos' right, right. back. Yeah. You know those things are being made by Strange's powers. So it's okay to look CGI. Yeah. But Chris Pratt still looks real. You know, same thing with like when uh, when he's sitting there yelling at Thanos about Gamora, you know that like the the face for Thanos is so mostly CGI'd. Yeah. But straight, but he's real. But like he's an alien, so it's okay to have it be fake. Right. So I wonder if there's like a thing with that where it's like 
your mind can go, okay, this isn't supposed to be real, so I'm okay with that being CGI. Right. Where with Black Panther, they're both dudes. You've seen the whole movie. You've seen them. You've seen them walk in the actual suit they're wearing. Now, all of a sudden, it looks super fake, and nothing looks realistic. And then they cut back to realism, go away from it, cut back. It's like, yeah. nope, I'm not buying it. Like, something about that just doesn't work in your brain. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just kind of like, eh, this doesn't feel right. Because there was, uh, in Black Panther, there was a lot of CGI in the fight scene, the first fight scene between Killmonger and T'Challa in the, on the, in the on, waterfall. On the waterfall? Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of CGI there. And then there was more, a lot more CGI in that when T'Challa fought uh, M'Baka in the Really? Beginning. There was CGI in that? Lots of CGI. See, I like, couldn't really tell. All the people, like most of the people on the waterfall were CGI. And uh, the waterfalls themselves are CGI. Can't tell. Like, yeah. I think maybe it's the human. Yeah. It's the human beings that look CGI. Because they're not in that crazy CGI suit, so you're like, you have a better reference to them. Right, right. And I think, yeah, I think that grounds it in reality, whereas with that final scene, you're just not, there's nothing for a reference. It's like the AHA video. They just go into like a comic book land. Yeah. You know, they just all of a sudden they're just Where drawing. Everything's, yeah, everything's yeah. a computer drawing. Yeah, yeah. It's like all of a sudden they're just fighting inside of a computer. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't take away from how good a movie is because I did like Black Panther. Yeah, I didn't think it was the greatest movie ever made. Like everyone made it out to be, it was good. Um, but I, I think it was. I I would take Black Panther over Rogue One. Yeah. So obviously the CGI doesn't bug me enough to like hate a movie. Yeah. But just with Rogue One, I think it was one of those things where I'm like. I'm, I just I had enough at that point. I'm like I'm I just no I'm not doing yeah. this. Like, I feel it, like they should they should with Star Wars. I feel like there has there's gonna have to come a point where there's not gonna be any more callbacks and things yeah. like you can reference you know the Force Awakens, but don't stop referencing you know the sequels and the prequel or you know i think that's what they're going to do with these this new the new characters the new, but then well no they're, they're whole that whole new series they're doing three other ones that are not that are not that like supposedly that diverge from the skywalker timeline yeah i think they have to put the skywalker timeline like behind them like because really when i think about like kylo ren and ray and finn and poe like those are the four main characters in these new these new Star Wars movies and I don't really care about any of them like Kylo Ren annoys me at all no like he's an he's annoying like he's not a villain like I thought that Snoke was going to be the villain I thought that he was going to be the serious villain that you're like this guy's scary legitimately scary and I don't know how the rebellion can fight him and then all of a sudden Blip, he's cut in half, and now I gotta, now I gotta be scared of this kid that can barely control the force and or himself. Yeah, is you know throwing temper tantrums and you know that while it's funny at the time, I don't take I don't take him seriously. Like I'm not scared of that dude. Vader never had a funny moment. Like Finn almost Finn fought him and was hanging toe to toe with Kylo Ren. Like in that first Force Awakens yeah. movie in the forest, Kylo Ren should have just. Like, messed up Finn to the point where he was literally almost dead. Like, maybe cut off his arm or something. I would have taken him more seriously. But, 
Like, I, I feel like with Star Wars, they have to balance that, oh, okay, this is for kids, or this is not for kids, and that whole thing, and yeah. I'm like, I'm just, it's I'm kind of lost in that whole... Everybody who's an actual badass in Star Wars gets killed quicker. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? Grievous? Grievous. Um, uh, Darth Maul. Dooku. Snoke. Dooku, Snoke. Yeah, they all get killed off a lot easier than... Um, uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, what's his name's dad? Um, Jango Fett. Jango Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett. Everybody it's like all these off. awesome characters, and they're just like. Bleh. And the thing about Kylo Ren is, I wonder if this could be the old man in me, but I wonder if Kylo Ren is the petulant child because they know that's who's coming to see the movies now, and this younger generation of kids can identify with this emo kid who. Is throws mad, temper tantrums doesn't like his and... dad throws temper tantrums and you know is confused or everyone's confused by what he's really like and no one knows him and no one gets him and yeah. you know it's like he's he's the worst character and, and honestly I like Adam Driver I yeah. don't he's not intimidating to me it's not it's the not. same thing I, like I've said many times with uh, with Michael B. Jordan he's not he doesn't seem like a badass to me like he seems like a very polished actor and a very like put together person who's playing a badass. Like I would never believe Jude Law as a badass. Right. Same reference. Like Jude Law is this very put together, prim proper Englishman. I wouldn't believe him as a serial killer. I just don't believe Michael B. Jordan is a tough guy. So I don't believe Kylo Ren. I don't believe Adam Driver is a tough guy. He's yeah. I want to see someone like Drax, like 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 Dave Bautista or or Tom Hardy or someone like that be that person where they're just this conflicted like his conflict is like i don't want to go do that right now that's what he seems like he has that yeah, pouty little face and exactly I'm like, dude it's not working for and me it's not intriguing and i don't care right. i don't care about the next star wars movie like i don't i have neither one of us have seen solo yet yeah Can you i, mean, I want to see solo and i i like i'm on? more excited to see solo than i am the next step in the Star Wars, like, trilogy or whatever, yeah. you know, the numbered movies. I'm excited to see that one a little bit because J.J. Abrams is doing it again, and I really like The Force Awakens. Is he? Awakens. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I really like The Force Awakens. So. Yeah, I like The Force Awakens too, but it, it falls in that same problem yeah. for me. It does. No, it does. And I then, liked it as far as all the the prequels and the new movies, Force Awakens is my favorite. So yeah, for the, sure. You have the first three that came out when we were kids, and yeah. then Force Awakens is number four for me. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I agree with that. That I liked it like that. I thought it was good. It so was it's good. Like, you know, it was the Force Awakens was the first. You know, it was hey, we were making Star Wars movies again, right? It's a kind of a a callback to all the everything you loved about Star Wars. Here's some new characters. It's good. This is gonna be great. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. And we all went and saw it, and we ate it up. And now we're like, okay we need we need something new we need something better because when i was a kid i was scared of darth vader it i'm not scared of anything like you know i wasn't scared of him like oh my god he's scary like on screen when he was there you were you were seriously worried that luke wasn't going to beat this guy right he cut off luke's hand and tossed him down a garbage chute out of you know and you're like this dude is unbeatable. There's and no he way. Killed, he killed the supposedly most amazing Jedi of all time who's living in exile. Yeah. In the first movie. Right. First half of the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Cut him in half. Cut him in half. He disappeared. Yeah. And now and now what do you do? Okay. So this, you know, he was a scary villain and I just don't feel like 
the Star Wars, the newer, like, The Last Jedi, and even The Force Awakens, I don't feel like they set up a villain. Like, Snoke was going to be that villain, and I feel like they just, you know, they... I think it'd be, it'd, They it'd, killed him, and, and... Yeah. It's... He's now... Now he's not... Now... Now I'm supposed to believe that Kylo Ren is running the uh, First Order, and I'm just like... See, I'm, I'm hoping that there was... There's something else behind it, like, beyond... Snoke, yeah, because I think if there they has were, to be. I mean, if they were really going to do what they what they did with the callbacks instead of doing 50, 60 years in the future, like yeah. we said earlier, and you're going to have Kylo Ren, I would have liked it better had Snoke not been in the first one at all, yeah, except for talking about him. I think Star Wars has got to go back to same thing with the Vader thing in Rogue One. Go back to Steven Spielberg's old thing about Jaws. Don't show the th- the shark till the end of the movie. Yeah. Or to like you know a certain point in the movie, like don't don't introduce the bad guys all the time. Don't don't do that. There's got to be a bit of mystery in yeah. it, you know. That's part of like I think would be the intrigue about it because with the thing with Kylo Ren is he's you see his face, you see his emotions. Vader never had that, right? You didn't have to worry about that with Vader because he was always this emotionless machine. Yeah, and I think that was part of the reason he was scary. But with Kylo Ren, it's like okay, you have to have this this guy. Who has an emotional range? Which is why they give me the different faced actor, not a better actor. Because Andrew is a good actor, yeah. But I think he's just he has he doesn't have a face of a tough guy, yeah. So I think it'd be or somebody who's conflicted. So I think he has to have that different face. But I think, but behind that, you've got to have this driving force that is making him be conflicted and making him do all these things, right? And showing it being Snoke, you're now putting another face on another bad guy, right? Right. And then you don't care enough. Like like there should be so much more storyline behind the the um, the general. The redhead dude who yeah. was, whose dad was in Braveheart. Right. Um, there should be so much more story behind him, because Hux. the Cox, yeah, because the military, yeah, because the military in, in them is, is such a big deal. Yeah. That like you can have so much more behind that guy, and they don't. He's just the dude who doesn't like Kylo Ren, and they, literally it, it, they make it seem like he's like Kylo Ren's annoying roommate. Exactly. Like oh yeah, this is Hux, my roommate. You know, can you yeah. do the dishes? You know, it's like. But they, they, I don't know. I think that I think they try to. It's it's, and I think it's because they're trying to sell toys. You can't sell toys of a disembodied voice that you don't meet for half the movie, right? Or or maybe the whole movie. You well, I mean, toy. but yeah, but you could sell five different Kylo Ren toys if you do Kylo Ren well enough to where people want to buy the toys. And that's the thing. I, I feel like, can you imagine like a, a Star Wars movie? Like completely set, it's in the same universe. Like we were talking about, like fifty years, sixty years in the future, where this guy and he finds this lightsaber, right. and it might not be Luke's, and it might it just be a lightsaber, and he doesn't know anything about anything, and he he feels the force, and like you were talking about, and he, we develop this character, and we think, okay, this guy's gonna be the hero, and we see him. Maybe we get two movies, and at the end of the second movie, we realize that this is the new villain. And he like flips and, you know, he starts, you know, he does the villain things, you know, he, he's, uh, fighting against the rebellion or whatever, you know, and just lead up and, and build us a villain that we, we believe is a should have done in the first, the, the, the new prequels. Yeah. Or even make it something where he becomes a villain because he gets tempted and make it a larger idea that the temptation of the dark side is the actual villain. Yeah. Not the not that. So then you start to look back on the movies and go, 
okay, was Anakin really that bad? Or was the temptation, the evil dark side, really that evil that you can tempt people? It it totally flips everything else on its head because it makes you wonder, like, who is the real bad guy here? Was the bad guy this person? Or, like, 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 you look at it like this. Like, if someone gets possessed by a demon... And then that demon like goes through and ransacks your house. Are you blaming the person or the demon? <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know if 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 Kylo becomes uh, you know or whatever this character would be becomes you know seduced by this demon sort of force, then you start to realize it's the force and yeah. not. And then you know and then maybe the whole balance that they keep talking about all these movies that they keep throwing it on their own they keep screwing <laughs> up on their own. Yeah. Um. The whole balance of the force becomes something where it it itself is the actual character and it's sort of I'm like the symbiote it's like right. it becomes this thing where it can take you over and depending on and how it of, affects you and how it affects yeah. your psyche and, and what's what it, in your soul is what actually makes you light or dark and yeah and the powers that you use how you conjure powers whether, right. whether you use the force where you, you can choke people or whether you use it to to you know cuz all throughout the Star Wars movie it's been like a real uh, bothersome point to me is how the Jedi's actually use the Force in some situations, and they don't use it in other Super situations. It's so inconsistent, and it'd be nice for them to level that off. Like in the first prequel, I think the Obi Wan and uh, oh, um, Quite Mason, yeah, they use the Force to like jump, like wait, like super right. high, almost fly. To the point where they could just jump right. ridiculous distances, but you never see him use that again. And you know, it would be interesting to see how, like, you know, we were talking about the force and how it affects people, and then how they, you know, the person is what affects those powers. Like, right. the person's attitude and the way they use the force and the way they adapt it, and and they can use it to control to to lift up an apple. And feed it to your girlfriend, or one of the worst scenes of all time. Yeah, and or to you know jump five hundred feet across some sort of chasm, right? Or, right. You know, control. So it's almost like it's almost like minds, you know, because like people drink like if they're already an asshole, they're going to become more of an asshole. Yeah. So if you're on the other force and you're like some crazy dick, you're going to be worse. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I that that would be to me so much more intriguing to have a movie about the force and how it affects people yeah and having like all these different people sort of become and as you literally without taking a line from the title when you actually awaken the force like it starts to affect people on this like well global i guess in the star wars world would be a universal scale yeah where like people and other things and then maybe like there's something where everyone everyone gets drawn to something and that's where you could have your callback everyone gets drawn to where the original temple was Right. Or where, like, Tantooine. Everyone gets drawn to Tantooine somehow. Where the Skywalker family are. Or they find the old relic cave where Obi-Wan used to be. Or they find that planet where all the books were. Where Luke was. Or whatever. And they get drawn there. Yeah, there's a Sith homeworld, too. I was just about to say, then then the Sith. Or what would be the dark side of the Force? I think you do away with the Sith just like you do with the Jedi. Right, and then it, it, you know, and then you could blur that line between light side and dark side, right. and just have it be people who are evil and can control the force, and they're evil before they even knew about the force. Right. And that—that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like everybody, like it starts to awaken, and these people who have this like ESP style thing start to get these heightened things, 
and then they start to kind of almost like cerebro. They start to kind of know where other ones are, and then they all sort of coagulate. They all kind of have this like mecha style like 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 you know um uh, thing where they have to go there. Yeah, and it's like uh. They find themselves all in this place. I mean, how great would it be at the end of a movie, like as you lead up to another one, you're you're looking at like the vast desert of Tatooine, and there's this just like this this exodus of people walking to like this place, and they don't know why. Yeah, like the end of um of uh, Field of Dreams, people just showing up. They don't know why. They're just <laughs> right. going. They're just there. And then and then as you do that, you they come over, and there's the same thing going on. Yeah, this other thing, and you're like, oh shit's about to go down in this next movie. And that'd be so cool because it would just, it, you would forget about the Skywalker timeline. Yeah. You would just be like, okay, yeah, we're here. Like, we're, there's, there's, there's Tantooine, there's Hoth, there's whatever. Yeah. We're, we're here. Let's go. You know? And it's yeah. like, every once in a while you find these old relics, but don't, you don't mention Han Solo. You don't mention, right. You may mention the Skywalker bloodline because, you know, it could be written in a book somewhere. Right. Or but, the Empire just because, yeah. of the, you know. Yeah, yeah, The Empire because it the was The mass was devastation they've done and blown up planets. And, right. You know, you get a hero that maybe had parents or was maybe leaving a planet as their planet blew up. And right. they hate the Empire and that's their driving force. Right. Yeah. There's so many, so many different routes they could have taken with that. And I feel. I hope they do with these other movies. It'll be nice. It'll be Disney nice. behind it, you never know. If the if you know, maybe they have the same thought. Maybe they're just like you know, we need to start this fresh, right? And I feel like I hope so. They need to. They need to do something else with that because I have my interest is very. It's waning on this. The whole Star Wars timeline in general. But then again, we also just did do forty minutes of a podcast on Marvel and forty minutes of a podcast on Star Wars. Yeah, but we. <laughs> oh, no, but I mean, I mean, whether you like it or not, I mean, we talk. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about it, and we're talking about how cool it would be if. But that's the thing. We're talking about how cool it would be if they did this with Star Wars, where we're talking about how cool was it when they did yeah, this with true. Marvel. That's true. And that's, Marvel does it right. Yeah, they know, and you know, I'm looking forward to Ant Man and Wasp, which is less is less than a month now. Less than a couple of weeks. Couple weeks. Yeah. No, that's right. No, it's July sixth. Right? July sixth. I keep thinking it was June sixth. Yeah, July 6th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's an ad I saw. It was so funny. It was like, everyone keeps wondering where it was Ant-Man during Infinity War. And then they cut to Paul Rudd, like, doing a robot noise in the fan. He's like, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, under house arrest for two years. So it, it supposedly is, like, the two years from Cap to From Infinity Civil War, War to Yeah, Infinity Civil War, War, yeah, to Infinity War. It's, like, the two years as he was, he was under house arrest. He wasn't allowed to see Hank. And I think that's why Wasp is who she is. Like yeah. how she's like, because in the, in the trailer you see like she obviously knows what she's doing with her suit. Yeah, I think it's because while he was under house arrest, she was, was out. She was training and yeah. doing everything. Yeah, so which is a good. I mean, that's a good way to go about doing it to where you don't have to have a whole another backstory training montage. Yeah. of him and her. I mean, it's like okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, we already know the powers are established and what can do and that that. It'll be fun to the way they do that, and then another character that we were talking about, Lawrence Fishburne's in this movie. That's right. Yeah, he he's, plays. He um, plays. Uh, what's his name? Not giant. Um, yeah, something like that. Like Colossus, but he's another character that used. He used to just get big. I forget the name of him though. And he's. I think he's in Infinity War too. Is he? I think so. Hmm. That'd be interesting. I think so. I could be wrong. I thought he was in it too. Um. It make they make it sound as if 
anyone who's anyone who's been in the superhero movies, who's been a superhero of some kind, is in this final battle at the end. The next Infinity War? Yeah. Like, everybody. I also love that they haven't dropped the title yet. And I hope they don't until the first trailer. Did you see, like, before the last trailer for Infinity War came out, the very first one came out, everyone's like, you need to put a trailer out, you need to put a trailer out. And they're like, we'll put a trailer out uh, when we're ready to put a trailer out. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, we're dropping a video tomorrow. And everyone's like, oh, shit. And then it was the old Telly Savalas uh, (laughs) commercial, I shall serve no wine before it's time. (laughs) And everyone's like, fuck you guys. (laughs) That's it, man. They got it down. Dude, when you know everybody wants you. Yeah. Like. They're basically doing what a really hot chick does at the club. Yeah. Oh, you want me? I'm going to go over here. That's the thing. Chase like, me? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like at this point, Marvel doesn't have to do what they've been doing before. Like, they don't have to announce their five, their next five movies in a timeline. No, dude. They don't have to do that. And I feel like now they shouldn't do that. Like They've announced there's like eight more movies, but you only know like one title. You, they shouldn't announce any titles. They shouldn't announce release dates. They should just, oh, uh, the trailer for our next movie comes out and in a week and then you'll know they sh- I like the fact that they released the dates because there's that thing in between where people are like doing what they're doing now like okay what's gonna happen and then well, yeah and I'm this, saying it drives keep... the speculation better because if you know okay next movie is coming out next year in you know August and it's gonna be Black Panther everyone's gonna be like oh shit okay wait a minute the last Black Panther ended this way yeah. he was in this movie though and then this happened okay so the speculation dude it just then when the trailer gets more hits than a movie gets half the time. True. It, so it's like I think it's because of that that people do that. So, right. But I think also it took away from the ending of Infinity War that they already had so many movies announced down the pipeline. True. But they still and it doesn't said, matter. Like sure, they could be, these movies could take place before that, and that you know. Yeah. It, that's entirely possible. I doubt it though. It's gonna be really hard to watch a Guardians movie knowing that Gamora's gonna get killed. Yeah, like they're like, all dead. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's. It's you not know, all the Guardians, but but Rocket. Rocket. Rocket's yeah. the only one that, that lived. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like, we know that there's Guardians Volume 3 is going to be start filming soon. And Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. And there's and, no way in hell they're not making another Black, Black Panther. Panther movie. But, yeah. you know, and that, and that, that kind of kills what they did with Infinity War. But at the same time, you know, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it have been awesome if they wouldn't have announced those movies? And you're just like, oh, I'm sure they're going to make it. Like, they haven't actually announced that they're making another Black Panther movie. They just, you just figure that they're going to because that movie did so well. It's funny, too, is the two characters everyone thought was a shoe-in to die in Infinity War are still alive. Yeah. Cap and Iron Man. Everyone's like, yep. Yeah. I mean, and, I figured I figured were... Thor was going to go, and then he ends up being, like, one of the yeah. biggest characters in the movie. Well, then and then they... I figured, you know... Tony, right, and he, you know, supposedly, I guess, you know, it was his time, theoretically, but it well, didn't the, happen. It the didn't... thing is, when they were the, the interviewing, the they kept, they kept saying, you have to keep in mind when you're listening to interviews with the actors, they don't know which movie they were filming when they were filming different movies. Yeah. So they could have been filming part four or part three. So that was why there's been that big screw up where they're like, 
yeah, there's that one day when we're all sitting there <laughs> filming, and I look to my left and my right, and everybody who's ever been in the Marvel Universe is there, and we're facing off the Thanos, and everyone's like, yeah. that didn't happen right. in part three. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's two or, two or so other people have said that. So, you know, it's like, like it was one, because one of the guys was like, yeah, I was like, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, and everyone's like, she wasn't even in anything yet. What are you talking about? It was yeah. like, oh, shit. But, you know, so, I mean, there's been times, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be hard to keep that secret when you don't know what part of the secret you're keeping. Yeah, so. yeah, but you know that. Like, I feel like it. They've reached the point where they don't need to announce any more movies. Like yeah. they could have the regular release schedule. Like we'll drop a trailer six months before it comes out, and then you'll know the date and you'll know what it'll be, and that'll be enough. They should mess with people and like make like a, uh, like a Nebula movie, like a trailer for a Nebula movie, but like not really. Have they it could be a real movie. be hilarious. Yeah, it would not be a real movie. No. Like Nebula and Drax like live together on like you know on a planet and they're roommates and they don't get along because make a uh, taser face movie. <laughs> I saw a meme that said there's a theory that Drax is in every single Marvel movie. He's just invisible because he moves so slowly. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I wonder how many more movies Stan Lee's gonna be able to be in. They said he. Uh, at least a couple movies ago, they said he had filmed like five of his cameo scenes. Probably a good idea. I think they filmed all the way. They filmed like the Captain Marvel and then the second cameo in the next Infinity, whatever. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's... He's like 900 years old. Yeah, and then he's got like health issues. He was battling... I don't know what he was, they didn't, never said, but then he's like, being old as dirt. Yeah. And then like people are trying to mess with him and apparently they're like taking money from his estate and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're like basically whoring him out and every, they're taking everything. Like there were, there were at one point they were having, like they drew, they were having him, they draw his blood and then they were like signing, like stamping like a stamp of his signature with his blood. And selling it, and it's like, what's wrong no, with him? Yeah, I don't know. They're that's what they were doing to Ted Williams for a while. I guess this kid would like prop him up at these card shows and make him sign his name. He could barely even talk. And... That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I guess when your when your name is worth that much money. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, he's executive producer, but has he? Well, executive the... producers means you put up money, so that means that his company, that Marvel's put up the money with Disney to have it be yeah. or whatever. It's basically a no-show title at this point. Right. And that's, you know, he hasn't had any sort of creative say on probably maybe any of these movies. Well, Ricky, maybe. Gervais, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant were executive producers of The Office. Yeah. I seriously doubt they were on the set ever. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's... Yeah, he's he's getting old and... I'm sure, I don't know, I don't see any stopping to this Marvel train anytime soon. Hell no. Like, it'll take, it'll take, I feel like it'll take an obscure character and a train wreck of a a movie that's just bad for people to be like, okay. I worry a little bit about Captain Marvel, just because so many people right now are willing to fight the culture wars in America that people are going to be like, oh, so what, they made a girl superhero? People who don't know that Captain Marvel is yeah. like a legit character yeah, yeah. 
and oh she's the most powerful of them all okay diversity thing you know whatever so it's like I feel like because in America it's so much more easy to be called a sexist than a racist so people who felt that way about Black Panther were kind of like oh that's that's fine I'm not going to say anything but now people are like whoa hold on a minute what's up why is there a chick you know <laughs> so people are going to be way more apt to call and BS on that even though they don't know that it's real yeah. than they would have been with like Black Panther because they don't want to get called racist but they'll have no problem being called sexist so that's true. I feel like that could be the only one in the near future that could have the possibility of it being not a bomb but have a possibility of it being a little bit of a not the not the best showing at the theaters I hope I'm wrong because yeah. you know I, I think that that's a, it's a cool, really cool character and I think that you know people who think that way are Moron, so it doesn't make you know. I I would never dumb down anything to cater to the lowest common denominator like that. But yeah. at the same time, you have you can't ignore the fact that people do think that way, and it may affect the bottom line at the end of the day. That's true. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, but I mean, we can only speculate. And I think it's going to be hard. I feel like if any of the Marvel like out of the next three we know about. I feel like Ant-Man and Wasp would be the highest risk for them. Yeah. Because the first Ant-Man was kind of the campy comedy heist movie that, you know, and was totally... It was outside of everything. They mentioned the Avengers like once. Yeah. And Pym mentions how much he hates Tony and that's it. Yeah. And you see like in the beginning of that movie, you see like it, you know, you get a little history there, but then the rest of the movie, you know, it's just them and Hank Pym and the whole Yellow Jacket. And he was one of the, like, I, I just watched Ant-Man, like, a couple of days ago, and the Yellow Jacket character, the, the actual guy, I don't know, the actor, it was, I don't know, he was awful to me. Like Yeah, he was a very, um... I f- like, out of all the villains in the movies, I feel like he was the most, like, unbelievable. I forget the guy's name. He's in a lot of stuff. He's, he's, he, to me, looked like, are you playing a younger Obadiah? Yeah. Like... I f- yeah, I feel like he was. I don't know. He he maybe he was just too young for that role. I feel like maybe a little older character or. He also was playing it the way you would see like a villain in DC play it. Yeah. Like very over the top. Yeah, very very over the top, and he. It he was just well. he didn't yeah he didn't he, he didn't I, did, I didn't buy it with Paul Rudd being as laid back as he was yeah I can see trying to sort of play off that leading to the opposite. But he went too far with it, I think. Yeah, and he, I feel like with that role, I felt like a more serious villain, like not. I don't you know who would have been really good in that role, honestly, is because he's, he's the guy. I don't even know his name. He's a great actor. Is the guy who played Paul Rudd's wife's husband, the cop. He was a guy from from Boardwalk Empire. Oh the yeah, Italian yeah, guy. Yeah, that guy would have been a great bad guy because that guy's that guy's awesome, and he has a very, he has a very, um, and, and and playing a mafia guy maybe is why I feel that way about him. But like, he has a very like, really understated, scary way of talking for sure. Where he could have played that role, and it could have been way more understated, but way more like, oh damn. Yeah, like I never, I never felt threatened by the guy. Yeah. in there. And I felt like I wanted a little bit of that. Like, I wanted to feel a little bit threatened. Like, this yeah. guy is kind of unhinged, but he's holding it together just because he hates Hank. 
And he just, you know, he wants to stick it to him. Marvel does really good bad guys usually. Yeah, they do. In the movies especially, they do really good bad guys. Because, yeah. I mean, Lex Luthor, everyone knows Lex Luthor. We kind of know his backstory. You get who Lex Luthor is. So being Lex Luthor is not, it's your interpretation should, of that. Yeah. But it's like, to me, Lex Luthor is like, is Tony Stark bizarro world. Right. Like billionaire, you know, guy just pretends to be the philanthropist pretends to be this guy and it's like it almost like puts up this narrative like if people have money they're evil yeah and it's like all right i guess that's an easy trope to go with but it doesn't really make a good character yeah I, if you're gonna if you're gonna sell me on the fact that you're a villain like i i shouldn't feel like i could just walk up to you and punch you in the face bane is a perfect example that's the best dc villain there was yeah and i don't want to punch bane in the face because no beat the shit out of you Right, and I don't want to punch Thanos in the face. Nope. But I want to punch Lex Luthor in the face. Right. I want to punch the guy from Ant-Man in the face. Yeah. I want to punch Kylo Ren in the face. <laughs> and I want to punch, you know, the Star Wars, that Huck, the Hux. I want to punch him in the face. Like, I feel like... Of all the people, though, Hux I'll walk up to Kylo Ren and I'm going to punch, gonna punch him in the face. Huh? I think Hux would punch you back, though. Yeah. Kylo, of all those people, I think Hux would be the one that would be like, no. Right, and that's, that's the thing. It's uh, like, the villain should... It should make intimidate you a little bit, and I don't feel like that's why Iron Man three kind of sucked. Oh, Ard- yeah. Ardrich Killian was not scary to me. No, he wasn't. And that I feel like that character, the way they portrayed him in the in the beginning of that movie, it took away from the way Tony just completely you know shits on him in the beginning of that movie, right. and he's this guy who's got you know whatever he had and. He had to he had to use canes or whatever to walk. Right. And you look at this guy and you're like, there's no way I'm gonna take you seriously as a villain. I mean and Tony shits on him pretty hard. Yeah. And completely. Leaves, him up, leaves him up there and all he that. He just completely shits on him. I'm trying to think who's the villain in the second Iron Man? It was uh Whiplash, the That was a good one. What's his name? Yeah, that was and a that, good There's that was another a good actor, one. great actor who's yeah, yeah. just um uh, why do I forget his name? Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name off the Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, yeah. Great actor, and he's just in that movie, yeah. and then he just dies. And him. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. He was great. He's a great, because the way they build that character, like, I want to punch Sam Rockwell in the face, but I love him. Sam like, Rockwell is like... He's he, hilarious. He's the perfect used car salesman. Yeah. Like, he plays that role so well. So well. Like, Comes like, out dancing at the, at yeah, the stock expo. Yeah, so like, great, like... You hate this guy, but you're like, I'm laughing because this guy is, he's entertaining as hell. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's then, great. Yeah, I felt like Whiplash, like Mickey Rourke, the way he played that, perfectly. Like, I don't want to mess with that dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. and he's like this super smart dude who just is also like. Eastern know, Promises tattoo all like over him. Ta- yeah, yeah, like, I'm, no. That. No. His dad just died and he's screaming. I'm like, I'm legitimately scared of this dude. Yeah. Anybody who loves a bird that much? Yeah, yeah, no thanks. And I wasn't, I wasn't at all scared of uh, Yellow Jacket. No, but no, I mean Thanos. Yeah, and I don't sure. even remember. Yeah, Thanos. Loki. Yeah, Loki. Um, even though Tom Hiddleston is dreamy, I'm still scared of him. <laughs> yeah, even even Kate uh, Hella, like yeah, she was awesome and like very intimidating. And she, there was a great, there was a great thing she did in the scene where. She and Thor, when Thor goes and sits on the throne, the last fight they have, when they yeah. first start the fight, and she's like, you know, basically giving him a little history lesson, and he's like, huh? She's like, okay, seriously, get out of my chair. Like, yeah. he was just like, <laughs> like, she was like, all right, I'm done talking to you now, yeah. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just hit her with the biggest lightning blast of all lightning blasts. <laughs> did nothing. <laughs> yeah, she was. I liked her. She was good. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any been any bad ones I can think of, but I really can't. No. Um, kind of. I do. Tim Roth. As much as everyone shits on the oh, that first, uh, the first uh, Incredible Hulk movie, yeah, dude, he is there. His character, he did awesome before he became Abomination when it was just right. him. Dude, I I love that character. Yeah, I love that character. Yeah, and then you know, uh, even Bucky Abomination before, yeah, before he was you know, a soldier. Yeah, before even before he was the good guy. Now when he was the bad guy, yeah, like that dude was legitimately like no Ultron, great Ultron, yeah. And as much as, yeah, I definitely don't want to mess with Bucky. And as, <laughs> as much as, uh, um, oh, damn it. I just thought of it, too. And, it, and there's one other one that, like, that people don't like, but I liked. Um, oh, shoot. It was, you said Bucky, and it reminded me of Bucky immediately. Oh, uh, Red Skull was good. Yeah. I thought the Red Skull was good. But there's another one, man. You said it, and, I was, and as soon as you said Bucky, I thought of it, and I'm like, damn, it was a good one, too, but I can't, I can't think of it now. I like the the Russian dude, the uh, Mission Report. Okay. Yeah, that guy was great. I didn't like I said Killmonger. I wasn't really a fan of. I didn't think I didn't think he was. That, I, but that's because of Michael B. Jordan. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not into Michael B. Jordan. I just don't think he's that tough. He doesn't scare me. Yeah, he, I, I wasn't intimidated. That, that's a tough. That's a tough line because you want that character to be. You want him to be like you want to feel like he's educated and you want him to feel like he is not just everybody else. Right. But then at the same time, you want him to have that anger and angst, you know, that's, that's a tough character to, to, to cast. It's yeah. Be. I could see that. That's yeah. That's not easy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that dude, Marvel's Marvel's done it. They've yeah. Done they it got, that's, that's, that's what I want. I just want villains that I believe are villains. You know, I want them to be intimidating. I want to look at them and go, okay, that guy, you know, I don't feel like I want to mess with him. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I feel like they doubled down on that with Thanos. Like, that that's the reason that movie was so great. Josh Brolin was amazing. Yeah, he's an amazing. Yeah, he did great with that. He did great with uh, Cable and Deadpool yeah. 2. That was awesome. Yeah, he was great. And then uh, I just watched uh, Sicario. Is he, oh, the second one? No, the first one. Is uh, he in the first one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I know he's in the second one. I didn't realize he was in the first one. Yeah, him and uh, Benicio. Benicio. That movie's that movie's awesome. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah, it's that's worth, one of those ones I want to watch. Yeah. And then I don't know. I, I hopefully that second movie is good. I don't. I watched the first one and then I I'm kind of like, oh, how are they? How are they doing a sequel to this? I'm sorry, but Kurt Russell. How do we forget about Kurt Russell? Oh yeah. Ego, freaking ego, plus a planet. <laughs> Another amazing actor who's yeah. got you know. Yeah, he's you know the all powerful ego. Ronan the Accuser was pretty tough guy. Yeah, he was when he stood. You know, he, he stood st- up to Thanos. Yeah, he stood up to Thanos. And they kind of gave him yeah. But that was yeah that 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 was a tough. That's probably got to be a tough tough situation. Because the way that you know the way they ended the first Guardians, you know, it's got this this villain who has an Infinity Stone and he's about to basically demolish a world, and you're going to take him down with the dance off. You know, yeah. that's it's a it's a tough line, and I, I they completely got away with it and did it. You know, did it the best they could, but right. I feel like you know that's that's kind they of they kind of did that though in Ultron. Remember when he's like. 
one thing of this and I drop and I and I blow I drop the whole thing. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm Thor, son of Odin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right, you, you ready? I can't hold him yeah, longer. Yeah. <laughs> he's just and Vision just smacks him upside the head. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, they they have kind of done that yeah. sort of thing before. Yeah. Did you ever see there's a there's a um an outtake where the dude who plays Ronan was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing a dance off, bro. He goes, oh yeah. You like that? And he starts dancing too. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we've talked about comic books for pretty, pretty. I think we covered it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think, think we, we covered we it. Got a good chunk of it. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we'll be back again before two weeks this time. <laughs> yeah. Kind of let slack on that one, but that's our fault. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya.